0: Aloha, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Triple F Podcast, Faith and Family First. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about the Affordable Health Care Act. It's 12 years old, and we're going to talk about what's happening right now on the governmental level, asking you to comment. So let's chat about that. All right, welcome to the show, Jim. Hey. Okay, I think how we should start this before we jump into the process, which can be pretty overwhelming for people, is why don't you explain what we're asking people to do when we do a call on submitting comments?
1: Okay, so this isn't state legislation. It's not congressional legislation. Sometimes we ask people for both of those to make comments, right? What? <clears throat> what? What? The way the process works is The lawmaking is supposed to be done by the lawmaking body that we elect in Hawaii, the legislature, Congress, in in Congress. And we vote for these people, hopefully, because they share our values and they'll pass legislation we agree with. But the legislation often tells an administrative agency, which is either under the governor or under the president, federal or stateside, uh, to implement it. And so the Administrative Procedures Act, and we have one for the state of Hawaii, but there's also a federal one, that outlines how these agencies are allowed to make rules that we have to follow. And they're like laws, but we don't get to elect those people like Fauci. He's making all these CDC rules. We don't elect him, and we can't unelect him. Yeah. And so this Health and Human Services, HHS, is a federal department under... The president, which when the Affordable Care Act was first passed back in 2010, was charged with creating rules so that they would implement the new non-discrimination requirements in health care and insurance providing. Right. So in this process, which is the process that we're in now with this new proposed amendment that we're going to talk about substantively in a minute. We're in the process where on August 4th, Health and Human Services f- filed in the Federal Register, proposed changes to the
0: rules. And it's several hundred pages long.
1: Well, and it's interesting because the, the way the process works is the Federal Register tells you at the very beginning of the filing how many minutes they estimate it would take a person. Some people read fast. Some people read slow. So they give you a range. How long they think it will take you to read. And in this particular case, when I saw the length of time they think it it would take, I laughed out loud all by myself in my office. Because if you ever did something, whatever, like I'm going to barbecue steaks, it's going to take four minutes per side, right? So I'm looking at this thing, and and I'm going to just – it says – it should take between 634 and 805 minutes. And I laughed out loud because who counts like that?
0: But I had to do the math. That's 10 and a half to 13 and a half hours. Okay, and you make the point that I wanted to address. And I think that when we sent out our call to action asking people to submit comments, I actually got feedback from people that were like, it's too complicated. Like they, they give you the link and you go to the link and then they want you to go ahead and put your comments. And so that seems simple enough. But what becomes complicated to people is, wait, you want me to read a 200 plus page document that is not written for somebody like you couldn't just print up the document and go, you know, have yourself an iced tea and go sit out on the beach and just, you know, peruse the thing and have problems. Well, well,
1: think about this. If you did this for work, it would take, if you were a fast reader, more than one eight-hour day straight through no breaks. And that's what
0: concerns me. What concerns me is that the regular mom and dad are not going to do it. They're going to say, okay, it's great that they're allowing the opportunity for us to weigh in, but at the same time, I don't... People, first of all, are going to think this is way over their head. And I mean, it is. I mean, I it personally is. know someone who actually got the situation wrong. So I'm just saying that for the for somebody who could do this, that is. for somebody who does this for a living not to understand the process, for us to have regular people understand the process, this, this is a problem to me.
1: But isn't that why you, with Hawaii Family Forum, invite people to sign up on your website— because you share, not on a you know half-hour show, but on paper, descriptions that, that we get from very qualified people that, that do get paid to spend the 13 hours reading it, explaining what it is in, in regular language. Yeah. That's why we invite them to sign up.
0: No, it is. And I want to make it really clear to our viewers and listeners that um, I never have made the claim that I have all knowledge. I have experience. I've done this a long time. My bigger passion is to get information into your hands so that you can raise your voice. It's not going to do the world any good if it's just Hawaii Family Forum weighing in on issues, especially when we have a procedure in our our country where people are encouraged to weigh in. When they're going to change these rules, they're asking the public to weigh in. And apparently they're going to take into consideration everybody's concerns. You know, what they do with the concerns It's part of the process, right? They collect all of these concerns. It, it takes
1: years to do the rule change process because first they have to write up the proposed rules. That takes a long time. I mean, 300 pages takes a long time to write. Then they publish it. Then the law requires that they leave it published for two months, 60 days, during which time the owners of this country, the voters, comment on it if they're interested. Some people are more interested than others because maybe you're the lawyer for a hospital and this is like directly related to how you're going to do business or maybe – You're the mother and father of a kid that something bad happened to in a hospital, and so you have a very big interest in this. Or maybe you're just a political activist that has social justice or constitutionality reasons to be involved, but you own the country. It's not that they're asking you to weigh in
0: as much as they're saying, hey, pal, we're changing your country Tell us what you think. And, and I'll tell you what makes it difficult for the regular person. And again, because of comments I've actually received. What people say is they they listen to whatever information they can get a hold of. And if somebody really wanted to spend the time researching, they could find people on both sides making good arguments. I'm sure there are people on the other side making shows similar to us saying about why the proposed changes are awesome. Well, because
1: and- it's, it's protecting the things they're interested in or it's protecting the things we're interested in and so they're exactly. not. Exactly.
0: So yes, we, you and I have always said this from the very beginning that we're talking to faith-based people. That's who our base is. We understand that there's going to be different people that may look at it at different time. but for those of you that hold the Bible in your hand at heart and you're wanting to bring that into everything that you do, including participation in government, which is a role that all of us need to play all of the time... What we're going to provide to you is the concerns that people on our side have about the changes, the proposed changes.
1: And I'm going to say again, sign up for Hawaii Family Forum, and you have to opt yourself in. Nobody can opt you in, because EVA, being that Hawaii Family Forum is part of the Family Policy Alliance, has the benefit of receiving huge, great information. I get stuff from Alliance Defending Freedom that we can share with you to help you understand it. And I will actually confess, I broke my cardinal rule of reading the original source document on this issue because i didn't read the whole 200 pages i read 20
0: and and the first
1: 20 that's it
0: so basically but that's
1: what we're going to talk about today but still i haven't read the whole thing no
0: and and but i think that you again as a person that lives and breathes this stuff all the time to acknowledge that it's a process this is not something you can just go over there and type in there i don't like this you know, well, you I can. Mean, you you could, but I think what they want to hear from people is why it really and is a how problem. To, how to fix it and how, how to make it. It, I think I think that that's issue what they, better. They want right. to do because if they don't hear from anybody, guess what they're going to they do? The proposed language is going to be what, what. Well, they up always
1: being... will hear from people. Yeah. Because whenever the government changes a rule, they're changing the way the law is going to be enforced against somebody. Um, I don't think they've ever had a rule change that simply said, we're going to give everybody money, which nobody would complain. No,
0: and and you know what? Political lobbying takes place at this time too, because people on both sides of the aisle are going to lobby their people to weigh in on their, their side. So you people of faith, you know, as we get into this today, and we're also going to say ahead of time, there is no way that we can get to all of the problems in one show. So Jim and I are probably going to have to continue talking about this, but we want to focus on a couple of problems that, that we see right away. Um, so let, let's get into to the first section. And this would be, so of the Affordable Health Section 1557 of the Affordable Health Care Act, there is a section 892.101 where they talk about discrimination. And Jim, I know that, that this particular area has several things that you're already familiar with. Um, they're concerned that um, using certain terms to include abortion are going to be problematic and they talk about um, a couple of different things. So so let's jump in and, and see when you were pulling your research on this, what were you finding in so this section? It's,
1: it's actually got a long tail on the backside of this donkey. And in 2010 is when the Affordable Care Act was passed. And in 2015, they it took five years to get the rulemaking out. And the rulemaking got approved, and it's called the 2016 rule, okay? And one of the things that was in effect in life in 2016 has been changed since then by a Supreme Court opinion, and all of that relates to this topic today. So originally in 2016, the word sex in the non-discrimination on the basis of sex provision was defined to include gender identity. And that's before the Supreme Court case in Bostock, which was the funeral home right. where the guy that was the salesman of the caskets decided to become a woman. And the company said, you can't dress like a woman. We've Our customers are burying their dead people. You, we, we can't do that to them in addition to their regular, you know, the reasons that they're here. And he sued because he got fired and he won because the Supreme Court said— Under Title VII, which is the employment federal law, the word no discrimination on the basis of sex includes gender identity and expression and sexual orientation, which was a Supreme Court different than the one we have now in terms of who the justices were. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was there. And so anyway, so the... 2016 rule banned categorical exclusions of gender transition medical care because that would be discrimination on the basis of sex. That was 2016. It explicitly exempted if you were complying with religious or moral objections that were provided by statutes. And then there were, as soon as it passed, as soon as these rules were passed, but before they went into effect— the, a Texas lawsuit was filed, the Franciscans versus uh, Burwell, which is actually in the news in August of 2022. Um, and they challenged it under violating the Administrative Procedures Act, that it wasn't properly... Uh, when rulemaking happens by an agency, they cannot exceed the scope of authority that the agency has under the statute passed by Congress. And since the statute the Affordable Care Act didn't define sex. The challenge was they can't change the definition that everybody knows what it is and, and the religious liberty violations and stuff like that. So the court stopped the rule from being implemented on the basis of that suit. It went up on appeal to the fifth circuit. Another suit um, in the eighth circuit is also on appeal and there's a North Dakota case also going on. So in the meantime, in 2019, the uh, Health and Human Services issued a correction, and it was based on the Bostock case. And, I mean, this is just really kind of like a huge chess game, but it's it's interesting to me anyway. So in 2022, now, the thing that we're talking about is they're wanting to change the regulations that got prohibited by the courts because they want to go back to what got prohibited, but not based on the rule, based on the Bostock case, which was Title Seven, not Title Ten, I think, whichever is the funding of hospitals, right? So it started in 2015 when Obama was president. It got stopped when Trump was president. Now Biden's president, and they want to run again. So over seven years and three presidencies, this stuff is going on which the voters need to be voting every two years with these values in mind. Okay. Um, So the issues are, should health and human services regulate medical care and health insurance where federal money's involved, which I think is everywhere. I don't think there's any healthcare that doesn't get Medicare, Medicaid insurance. Right. Um, To, require that the word no discrimination on the basis of sex includes sexual orientation, gender identity expression, and to include abortion services, which they refer to as termination of pregnancies.
0: Right. Because they have the term that they use in there is related conditions to pregnancy. Right. And so that's kind right. of where that falls. It's, it's really interesting. But again, you make a good point that I think people have to consider is all of these things change with new administrations. Correct. When new administrations come along and they appoint new people to take over these organizations, then they go in because it's funny. Health and Human Services has gone through such a rapid change between the Trump administration and the Biden administration and just what they're trying to do with rulemaking.
1: Uh, remember the doctor that used to run Health and Human Services under Trump and Obama and Bush and Clinton and well, the George H. W. Well, Bush? I, and to, Ra- t- I mean, do you remember t- they used to have doctors yeah. run Health and Human Services? They got a civil rights lawyer yeah. that's all about protecting alternative lifestyles. Uh, through, yeah. I mean, it's it's people have no idea what our federal government's actually up to.
0: Yeah, this this is so so scary. So, so I guess that's one of the concerns that people have. Well, and that-
1: that's why the electoral college matters. Yeah. Because when you vote for president and Hillary screamed about it, "Oh, I won the popular vote, I should be president." But that's not what the constitution says. The US constitution says the people don't vote for president. They Their state legislatures create members of called electors that are part of the Electoral College who vote for president. Most of the states, including Hawaii, use the popular vote to determine who those electors are going to be. The reason that you want the Electoral College rather than the popular vote is the heavy populated big cities in the big states, California, New York, Illinois, whatever, will always be electing their fave which happen to be extremely liberal candidates and all of the smaller states will lose their voice on things like this.
0: Okay, now what what's interesting is you had mentioned um abortion that now because abortion services are going to be added into this. Now some of the concern that people have expressed is that it man this the mandate is going to contradict the first amendment they're saying. Um, and longstanding pro-life provisions like the Hyde Amendment, the Weldon Amendment, the Church Amendments, the the, um, the Cody Snows, um, the Coates Snows Amendment. So, I mean, I think people should be concerned about that. So what are your yes. thoughts on that? So
1: it's interesting. Our legislative process is supposed to be the lawmaking process because we vote for those guys. That's the House and the Senate, federally and. In the state of Hawaii, it's the city council. In a lot of other places, it's town councils and stuff like that, right? We don't even vote for our school boards here, guys. I know. Um, Things have got
0: to change. And and it can only change if we vote different people into office.
1: So Roe v. Wade legalized abortion in 1973. In 1976, Henry Hyde, who was a congressman, added the Hyde Amendment to a piece of legislation that said you can't spend tax money On abortion. And it's been a rider, which means it's not part of a piece of legislation. It's attached to it to govern the spending on whatever it is. And it's been attached to all the spending since 1976 because Congress keeps saying, okay, because people don't want to use tax money for abortion. Very reasonable up until now. The Weldon Amendment, the Church Amendment, those were similar, saying if you're getting money from the government or if you're getting a contract from the government, you can't be penalized because you oppose or support abortion and different things like that. When we've elected enough people to Congress not to vote for that stuff, it can go away because it's congressional voting on bills. This year— Biden has, for the first time, opposed the Hyde Amendment, which he always supported in when he was in the Senate. So it's very important who we vote for, and it's, it's good to communicate with your legislators from time to time, maybe even like once every couple of weeks by email on their website, just to let them know what
0: you like. When people are commenting, and again, we want to make it clear that it's not an easy process, right? You're going to get there. They want you to look at the whole thing. You don't necessarily you don't have, have to, to do go, that.
1: You, that's my point. They don't have to spend 10 and a half to 13 and a half hours reading the words in the Federal Register. What they need to do is sign up on Hawaii Family Forum and read your description of what it is because it comes from the experts— nationally that are supporting the work of the family policy center and And it will be in regular english Mm -hmm. and it will be easy to understand and it will have talking points that you can
0: cut and paste if you agree with them and and for those of you that are daring enough do read it. I think that it would be an eye-opening experience for those people if if when the Affordable Health Care Act passed in 2010, you just kind of listened to talking heads about what it includes Nobody and what it Nobody read it, it including
1: the Congress oh, no, people.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. So if you're one of those people that are like, you that know what? That was
1: 2,000 pages.
0: You and I always tell people, go to the original source. So if you're listening to this and you haven't had the opportunity or the wherewithal or even the energy to try and get through it, you know, I suggest you try and look at it. This is what your government is doing. Your government is doing all these things that affect you. Absolutely. And and rather than sitting back and saying, I trust my government, let me tell you, I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Very few people trust the government right now. And so we should be as because Jim likes to remind everybody all the time, right? We the people. That's what this is about. You and I are the people and they can do their job because they were elected to do it, but we should be doing our job too. When the founding fathers sat around the table and debated, and trust me, I don't need to have been there to know that they debated every little thing about this great country that you and I call home. They wanted public participation they had debates in public so that people could listen to these things there were people writing things and distributing it out to the people and it's interesting and they
1: didn't have email
0: and they didn't have email (laughs) i mean people were posting things in town square so that people could get and people because they didn't have this kind of rights in the countries they came for, they ate this up. They desired this more than anything because part of their freedom was to participate in the government. That's and right. that's what they you, wanted to do. But you said
1: something that that I have to comment on. And you, what you said is people are sitting around trusting their government. So if if you watch the news, uh, I think it was the 8th of August, and ex, last President Trump's Private residence in Florida was raided by 30 FBI agents over 11, apparently 11 boxes of documents in the dark of night when he wasn't even there. Okay, how much can you trust that that is a good legal event when you remember that the attorney general in charge of the Justice Department that did that raid— is named Merrick Garland. When Obama was in his last several months of office, he nominated Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court. And President Trump, not yet even candidate Trump, or maybe he was candidate Trump by then, publicly said he thought it was a good idea to let the next president uh, nominate the replacement Supreme Court justice. Merrick Garland did not get voted on for the Supreme Court. It bothers me greatly that that fact is true, and Merrick Garland's Justice Department used 30 FBI agents in the dark of night to raid the prior president's home— which, by the way, has never been done in the 250-year history of this country. I am not trusting the government.
0: Well, and I think that I'm personally getting tired of people beating each other up Over their political party. I'm tired of it. I think we need to be standing in unity for what's great for this country. And I think that we have to get back to that early passion that early people part of this country had. And that was to make the United States a great country. That's what people fought and died for right. People gave up their lives. They gave up. In fact, I you know, I was looking at some of the early founding fathers. And it was interesting that in one of those portraits, right, that have all of the guys that signed the Declaration of Independence, there's the wealthiest guy in the United States of America is sitting in that room. And so is the poorest. And, and I, I can't remember the name of the guy that that was the, the one of the wealthiest people in the United States. But the poorest guy was Samuel Adams. When he was elected to office, did you know that he didn't even have a suit? That he had to take up a collection in his hometown so he could get a suit so he could go to Congress. And the other interesting thing is he had to borrow a horse. Did
1: he have like a gambling problem
0: or something? You know, I I don't know, but I do know that what it shows you, though, is that in that room were men who were highly educated. There were men who were homeschooled. There were men who were... um, schooled on their own passion to be educated. And that's what we need in our country right now. We need people that no matter where you're coming from, that you your desire is to fight to make this country
1: great. What does the preamble say <clears throat> the purpose of the Constitution was? One of the purposes was to make a more, oh, what's the word? Uh, perfect union? Perfect union. To make a more perfect union. And to, A perfect union requires... Having room for people that don't agree with you to be valued, and we've gotten away from that.
0: All right. So on that very positive note, you, you wonderful American citizen, who's watching Washington, who's wash watching and listening to this show, like, subscribe, and share this video. And for those of you listening on Kauai, we love you, Kesu Radio, and of course, right here on Oahu k Light Radio, 1040 AM. We love you too. So we will see you next week when we talk about more government shenanigans. And let us pray. Amen. See you all next week. Mahalo, everybody.
1: Aloha.